0: Welcome, Welcome to the Bacon Games Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, oh. football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. hey what's up guys it's jesse back here with another episode of the big games fantasy sports pod i'm here with oliver to have a very special fun episode um about sports law um oliver why don't you introduce introduce yourself
1: yeah so uh my name is oliver um and i will be starting law school uh i guess this fall um but my my overall goal is to get into sports law um and i guess real quick uh, i think sports law when people hear that it's a it sounds great, it sounds cool, uh, but people don't know exactly what that means. So I guess just to give a a quick overview at, I guess what I hope to become uh, an expert in, is um, the things that really kind of come under sports law, under the sports law umbrella, which are criminal law always gets like the most kind of attention, that's the stuff with O.J. Simpson or Aaron Hernandez. Um, And then there's labor law, kind of the more uh, contractual and uh, dealing with things between the league and the players associations uh, there's intellectual property so many things uh, but I guess uh, kind of like you my, my main passion and interest is sports and uh, if I'm going to do law I might as well do it in something I, I like so that's that's the plan right now
0: yeah I mean sounds great um I've uh you know like my day job revolves around that kind of stuff so I've always been uh, interested in that kind of stuff for sure um I'm kind of i excited to talk about this because it's it's. Probably in, impacts a lot, um, a lot more of, you know, like the the casual NFL or MLB or NBA fans, um, like watch time than, than they would like expect, right? Like a lot of this stuff is very, I mean, like nitty gritty. I would assume, but it, it affects a lot of what goes on. I mean, arbitration for baseball is like a huge issue, right? It so, is
1: definitely, yeah, and and yeah. it really it, it's it's a lot of stuff that you don't hear about because the things that you you do hear about, which is the stuff that I mean, we'll catch the occasional ESPN front page is usually the stuff in criminal law, um, or maybe right now, like the NCAA, uh, as I'm sure you, you might have heard, uh, California, their government basically uh, overruled the NCAA's um, own uh, kind of statute on whether or not uh, players can be paid. Um, and so those are the things that kind of grab a lot of the headlines, and, and they definitely are, are huge, whether it's uh, a criminal law just affecting a single player or Kind of this bigger uh, conversation over what the basic structure of your organization is going to be but there's a ton of behind the scenes stuff that never even makes it to light because either it's a little bit taboo and the the leagues obviously they want to protect their images they don't want it to get out or um a, a host of other things but there is a whole depth to sports law that i don't even know yet uh, i probably know the 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 top 20 percent at this point um but that's kind of what I, I want to get into, and I want to learn that other eighty percent, and kind of really see what goes on behind the scenes, and how the product on the field that we kind of consume is uh, kind of dictated uh, from people who are uh, not even really in the sports industry, but work very closely with it. So,
0: yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so let's 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 get down into it. I've got my first question. Not so much um, an issue anymore, but I'm I'm curious <laughs> to get your opinion on. Um, do you think, like, Kaepernick had any grounds to, like, sue the NFL? Or I, I think there was some kind of case or some kind of something brought about against the NFL. But did you think that um, Kaepernick had any, like, grounds to sue regarding collusion from the NFL owners? Because um, I, I think this is something I've, uh, I've like, just picked up on, like, some, like, casual sports zones Like, oh, no, like, Kaepernick had, like, a, a middle-of-the-road, like, um... Uh, quarterback rating he should have been on a team like um or he's better than like all the other backups in the league so he should have been on a team because of that like i wonder if you have an opinion on that because i hear it bandied about, and i want to get some kind of like a a better more or yeah more nuanced opinion on this
1: definitely i would say this is probably the the most controversial um kind of i guess if you want to call it a a sports law case uh just one of the most controversial topics in, in recent memory um is for sports and especially the nfl it has the biggest platform um, so I'm going to be a little bit careful, um, but overall, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's really hard to say that he, at, at the very least, uh, he definitely had grounds to sue, and in fact, he, he won uh, a settlement. Um, the, now, the, I, I guess uh, the best way to go about this would be to, to give a quick little timeline for how this kind of all played out. Um, and from my best understanding, so Colin Kaepernick, uh, he ends the, the season in which he started kneeling uh, was 2016 and uh, goes through the season. Uh, it wasn't a great season. He finished, uh, I believe, 2-10 and ten that season, maybe 3-10. and ten. Uh, He didn't start all the games. But uh, and then he opts out of his contract, um, and basically this was in March of 2017, and goes through all of that summer, and then the following, um, I guess, up until the present, unsigned. Um, and I guess to kind of touch on, I-, I compiled a quick list of, some of the opening day starting quarterbacks. And uh, I'm by no means a, a huge Kaepernick football, football, I guess, quarterback uh, supporter. But, I mean, he took a team to the Super Bowl. And just to give you mm-hmm. a quick rundown, 2017, uh, Scott Tolzin, Tom Savage, Trevor mm-hmm. Simeon, and Mike Glennon uh, all started the first game of the season. And these are not backups. Like, let's, let's start mm-hmm. with these are starting quarterbacks. Uh, yeah 2018 uh the five interception uh man himself nathan peterman uh <laughs> and ryan fitzpatrick i don't know uh, ryan fitzpatrick is a really hard quarterback to wrap your mind mm-hmm. around but um i guess i would say at least kaepernick was on par football wise with him if not better then mm-hmm. 2019 is passing we have ryan finley ryan fitzpatrick and ba- brandon allen so uh mm-hmm. if you want to look at it from a football standpoint i which is kind of where you have to start because this is almost like a not even wrongful termination, but uh, it, it was a collusion, uh, a collusion case. Mm-hmm. And it, it really doesn't make sense why he after and he was only what, uh, I think, 29. Uh, yeah, he yeah, that
0: sounds right. He was definitely close to 30. So, that, I mean, but that's like middle of the career for a quarterback, right? So
1: <laughs> definitely. um you have people like Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and he—he's by no means is, is on that caliber. But mm. um, it's not like your age thirty season is a is a, is a black spot. Um, so I think that right. was a good yeah place to start. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, like um, you mentioned like Mike Lennon and like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Those guys are definitely older than him by like at least five or six years exactly. um, when they were starting. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense.
1: Um, and then if you want to point to his his two and ten record, I actually did a quick little scan on that and. Uh, Pro Football Reference, which is a pretty comprehensive uh, football authority, they had projected uh, the 49ers to go four and twelve that year. So, uh, assuming he had started those last uh, what uh, four games, he, he mm-hmm. could have pulled off whatever the team was expected. But I think mm-hmm. that is kind of a throwaway counter argument. Um, but clearly, there was there was enough there where um, I mean, his his whole case had had widespread uh, widespread ramifications. They the nfl ratings uh started tanking that season uh everything became political politicized which obviously uh america does not handle <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> uh, polarization super well um but uh basically in terms of grounds he had uh, for this he, he absolutely did and actually um, the nfl settled uh outside of the courtroom uh, oh, see, yeah, been- i see
0: yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't even team. think about that. Like, I, I honestly didn't even look for a resolution. But that makes a lot of sense. That they. Yeah. I mean, they obviously would settle for that. It, I don't think they want to go to court. See all there. I mean, like even in discovery, right? You could just pull like a bunch of like random shit they don't want leaked. I assume, right?
1: Exactly, and I, I yeah. think what was more important too. I mean, the NFL is a multi-billion-dollar organization. Uh, the uh, it was allegedly a ten million-dollar settlement with both Kaepernick and Eric Reed, if you remember. Uh,
0: yeah, he did get on a team too. I think Eric Reed, though, right? He, he, he did. Was on he the Panthers. did. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, but and I think and I think if anything, that gives more credence to the fact that it was collusion because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the crime was the same, but one person is heavily associated with it, which is obviously Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Eric Reed mm-hmm. was, uh, n- no, no uh, disrespect to his, his stance on standing up, but obviously mm-hmm. drew a lot less media attention. And so um, mm-hmm. I think that only would have strengthened the argument. But um, basically what, what ended up happening is they settled outside of the courtroom, but a lot of that $10 million Um, allegedly went to lawyers' fees. uh, And then on top of that, uh, it was reported that the actual amount might be significantly less. So there's a lot of uncertainty. NFL uh, is a pretty tight-lipped organization, at least they try to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for them, I think if they truly wanted to, um, they could have taken this to court and probably won just because it is so hard for – something like collusion on all 30 teams you know it Mm -hmm. has its own quarterback situation its own Mm -hmm. cap space situation um Mm -hmm. so it's really hard to prove that but i think the nfl was more like here let's you know let's kind of get this over with and just take 10 to whatever and maybe eight million or who knows what it was um Mm -hmm. and uh, you know move on but it's it's so hard to prove um I think that if they did went to court, ultimately Kaepernick's team would would have lost, um, and, and that's just kind of bird's eye view on this. But mm-hmm. uh, so it's so hard to prove that I, you know I deserved to be on a team,
0: right? Uh, that that definitely seems like the issue. Yeah, proving collusion with thirty two owners seems like a lot, a hard task to do. Even exactly. For, yeah, yeah 30, like a, whatever team he could afford.
1: Yeah, and so I, I actually think that the better question is: um, is does Kaepernick have have grounds to sue again? Um, because no. this this law this lawsuit happened um, and it got settled, but it, but in reality, I mean, he's still unsigned. He's what thirty two, maybe thirty three now. Mm-hmm. Um, still in that window. And I don't know if you even saw this, but this I think the, I think ESPN and the NFL kind of both wanted to maybe sweep this under the rug too. But uh, in November, he was invited for a workout.
0: Yeah, uh, that that was covered actually pretty pretty heavily. I remember I remember seeing that on ESPN. Yeah, I don't know if it was yeah. covered heavily, but I remember seeing it. Yeah.
1: Well, there was, there was a little bit of controversy with that, too, and, and I'm not as well-read on mm-hmm. on this aspect of the the Kaepernick, I guess, saga, of this <laughs> ongoing saga. Um, yeah. But yeah. it was supposed to be at a, at a high school stadium, or, mm-hmm. or it was supposed to be at, a, at a, I think, an NFL stadium. And yeah. thing with whatever the agreement was, maybe there was a camera crew on hand that wasn't supposed to be, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like, 12 hours before the workout, it, it got moved to a, a high school stadium.
2: Mm-hmm. NFL, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. eight scouts came to watch him. Uh, obviously, he didn't get signed. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that's even harder to prove because at this point, now it's almost like, here, we gave you the chance and, and you know, people still didn't want you. And mm-hmm. uh, I think... Off the record, I guess, uh, <laughs> how I would like to put it that I think uh, teams are very well aware of the financial ramifications that very well could come with signing someone as polarizing as Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there was almost like a proof of concept where NFL fans were like, Yeah, we're, we're not going to watch this product, uh, with mm-hmm. someone like him. If you can hear my air quotes, um, <laughs> um. Kind of taking a direct stance to, um, I guess maybe the integrity of the league was a, a common argument, but uh, it certainly seems like a, at this point, uh, Kaepernick he, he got the deal from Nike. Uh, he now has a, a platform as uh, an activist, um, yeah. and, and that's neither here nor there when it comes to the legality of it. But he is living uh, a good life uh, at this point, so <laughs> anticipate that he's kind of uproot. The NFL with another lawsuit, although it mm-hmm. would be a great case study to see if he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think at this point, um, who knows? Maybe XFL comes back next year and uh, they may want to generate some interest. I, I think it would be interesting to see that. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a it's been a really uh, kind of rocky case to follow. Um, a lot of misinformation, but here we are in uh, <laughs> 2020, and hopefully the NFL season starts on time. Uh, mm-hmm. But.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, I think it's important. Yeah. Cause I didn't even realize that like the case was settled. Like I think most it dropped off most people's radar. I think uh, I wanted to get that across just cause I, I completely forgot when I, when I say this question, I was like, Oh, does he have like standing? Like, I guess he kind of did cause he settled. Right. Um, so that's, that's good to know or be reminded of at least. Um, uh, so I was personally, when, I, when I'm, whenever I think about Kaepernick, I always think of Tim Tebow as possibly an analogous, um, like a star or analogous player to him in like a little bit of a way because i mean maybe you tell me if this is analogous or just analogous or whatever but i felt like you know tim tebow wasn't a good quarterback i don't think but he did win a playoff game he did lead a denver team to victory he was a highly sought after um and i guess polarizing player um at certain points i mean his christian values did come into play probably not not as much as kaepernick's
1: no Um, no i I think if anything maybe positively honestly
0: uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly, I guess. But I, I, I do think that NFL owners and NFL teams really strive to be in the middle and not not take like any kind of political stance if they could. Sure. So I always felt like uh, Tebow might have gotten a, a little bit shafted from the NFL because he's was a a controversial figure figure in a way. I know he's like on the Mets now and like Tebow is like Tebow, whatever, one of the, one of the greatest college quarterbacks in the history of the game. I, or, I don't know if that's true or not. But I don't follow college oh, that different. much, but he was. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> I can say that. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah, like <an> no, <laughs> I'll give you a of the approval on that one. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Penn State fan, and that's, like, all I watch. <laughs> but I go. don't really do, fuck around with too much else.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so, like, I always felt them as, like, kind of analogous situations. Do, do you think that, that's true? Or, I mean,
1: Capric um, probably
0: more. But I just feel like NFL owners don't want to be in controversy. They don't want to sign players, even if they're worth a spot. If they're going to cause any kind of controversy or any kind of even locker room shenanigans, right? I
1: think I think if uh, no, I I think um I think I'm, I would I would stay with the fact that I think if anything that might have extended uh, Tebow's career an extra year huh. if 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 that were the case, just because mm-hmm. I I think NFL and and this has been traditionally true. I, I guess this also starts to dive uh, a little bit into race relations which i'm gonna swerve immediately um, <laughs> but I, I think i think the image of having like this this christian kind of good leader and proven value and i mean i didn't even touch on the, the whole saving himself for marriage thing but i think that's, <laughs> that's almost true. like he's almost like a, a too good to be true kind of guy and i think that's what drove his insane fandom in college i i more so would say that um if, if anything i think Tim Tebow was just kind of provenly uh, proven not not really fit for the league, and he did have that that one playoff win, which mm-hmm. I think for, until until Peyton I th- that was on he was on the Broncos then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. him and Demarius I think, Thomas.
0: I, I think that was my brand.
1: The, wow, yeah, that's that's going back a little bit, but I think that was the Broncos' first playoff win in mm-hmm. a crazy long time until 4- yeah, I think you're right. And came came through, but um, you know a playoff win is a playoff win, but I think NFL coaches have. Uh, so much information at at their database, and you know if you're not if you're not a quarterback getting it done within the first three years, beyond a shred of a doubt, uh, which is both eye test and winning games, then uh, you know there's always a a young crop of quarterbacks that uh, coaches are going to salivate for in the draft, and uh, you don't really get too much too many chances um, unless you are Nathan Peterman, in which case <laughs> you get
0: unlimited chances. You gotta get a coach uh, to fall in love with you, like <laughs> exactly. Freedom.
1: But yeah, no, I think I think uh, I think Tebow's image image actually, if anything, only positively impacted him. And, and I don't want to make anything up, but I'm sure when he was playing, he was probably one of the top jersey sales um, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think more so, I, I, the the whole stance of uh, having a platform really depends on how you're going to weaponize that. And in in Tebow's case, people are big fans of. Uh, no tongue in cheek, but they are big fans of Christianity and, and <laughs> uh, the whole uh, religious kind of leader and pure and whatnot. And uh, Kaepernick was seen as not that, um, and people obviously have their own judgments on that. But um, I think his caused much more of a friction rather than Tebow's just be a, a image being a, a secondary consideration to to his lack of football skills is the reason why he's not in this in the league anymore.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could probably buy some of that or mo- most of that probably. I just would think, um, like, ci- like cities, right. Tend to be more liberal and conservative. Um, I'm not sure what the, what the like overall like makeup of the NFL is politically, but I would assume it's mostly gotten at least more even since like the eighties or whatever, or seventies when it was, you know, mostly like a macho event, right? Like I'm, I'm not very like a macho person. I know a lot of people in New York who are fans of sports and art don't like exactly have those kind of attitudes um and i would just like assume right like big cities that's where most of the stuff takes place except for like green bay or whatever the fuck sure um, but i would assume most of these cities are pretty liberal right and most of these cities would have fans who go to the games they must be close enough and i would assume they're on that side so i think just i i, I would feel that way but i mean maybe i'm wrong um, i'm willing to be wrong on that that's just what i would think like baseline analysis but obviously haven't gone into deeper numbers on like what the political um how political people feel have yeah. fo- about football, right? I, I haven't done any research into that. I'm sure there is, but and I think
1: it's also kind of something with the times too, because maybe it's and maybe it's social media or whatever. But uh, I think po- politics have taken even more of a step to the forefront of mm-hmm. uh, American minds, and it's only really become intertwined with sports uh, over the last. I mean, I, it goes it goes way back, but to the to the extent that it is now that athletes are able to. Uh, kind of have their own voice. It it, it only grows uh, with every year and mm-hmm. uh, kind of the power of social media and uh, you know any story can can catch fire. Shut up and dribble was uh, right. all, yeah. all over yeah. the airways and <laughs> yeah. LeBron giving his two cents. But I think yes. uh, I think the I think politics have become more politicized since Tebow was in football. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, I mean um, what what Kaepernick's stance, uh, whether you have a, a positive or negative view of it. I think is a a lot more. It's easier to have a firm opinion on that rather than it is someone's complete other utter devotion to the Mm -hmm. Lord. Uh, So it's is my is my take. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's fine. NFL ratings did take a a big hit um, uh, when um, when Kaepernick started doing that in 2016. Mm -hmm. Was not a great year for the NFL uh, compared to other years, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have rebounded and they are doing very well and they are really the only major american sport that uh was pretty uh swiftly able to dodge everything coronavirus related so. <laughs> yeah right
0: did, did you see that part. article sorry did, sorry did you see that article um about uh, i think it, i think it was in the athletic or it was in something about how uh san francisco actually losing the super bowl like yes. helps combat the coronavirus yeah. holy shit i know that was know. hilarious
1: the, like a domino effect yeah but, uh, yeah
2: hey, uh,
1: I, I I personally I think it would be tough for me to see Jimmy G win a Super Bowl uh, <laughs> as a as a devout Pats fan. Oh, uh, okay, but uh, you know I'm I'm not rooting for the for San Francisco to get one anytime soon. So yeah,
0: I got you, I got you. <laughs> um, if you if you were like an NFL owner or you were some kind of like you know counsel or whatever advisor to to an NFL owner or GM, would you would you want to have uh Kaepernick if you were like a team or a um? Like quarterback needy team, like a team that had the Glennons or the Fitzpatrick's or the—I uh, don't know—I was going to say Gus Frat, but I think he was retired by then. <laughs> that kind of team. Yeah. Uh, would, you, uh, would you take a chance?
1: Well, I mean, I, I guess it really depends on philosophy. It's—it's uh, it's really easy to to say that yes, I, I would as mm-hmm. as a fan um, and and as someone who wants to win. If I'm choosing between—I mm-hmm. don't mean to dog my guy Nate Nate Peterman, but if I'm choosing between <laughs> Peterman and Kaepernick. I'm, I'm taking them seven days a week and twice on mm-hmm. Sunday. but um, but from a revenue standpoint, which yeah. is how a, a lot of decisions are uh, mm-hmm. maybe unfortunately made, uh, I, I probably would have stayed away from Kaepernick, which is hard to admit because I, I don't think what happened to him is just. Mm-hmm. However, uh, the the bottom line controls a lot more than people would care to admit. so, it's really mm-hmm. hard for me to say as uh, as a, a 22-year-old graduating student <laughs> what, what I would do uh, sure. in, the, in the chair of the NFL owner. But I, mm-hmm. I think uh, just assuming kind of the, the weight of uh, the NFL and, and its uh, capacity to generate revenue, I, I think mm-hmm. it would be tough to say with certainty that I would uh, definitely offer him a spot. Unless I am in one of those very liberal coastal cities, which mm-hmm. which case maybe it, it bumps it up. Um mm-hmm. There's so many considerations with this it's a really complex topic um mm-hmm. and uh, honestly one that's kind of difficult to to talk about really candidly without ruffling a few feathers but uh <laughs> sure. it's 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 important and it's probably the the biggest thing that's happened uh legal wise in football i would say since the concussion settlement uh which mm-hmm. I think we are going to get into but um
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's it is uh it's some some heavy stuff
0: yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm like one of the bigger libcocks you'll like come across. We had a we had a politics episode like a few a few weeks ago. Gotcha. Um, but it, if I was one of, one of the people, I wouldn't oh, sign so Kaepernick. I wouldn't. That's like, I wouldn't have done that's, it. that's
1: why you're you're trying to get you're trying yeah. to get me to. <laughs> no,
0: no, I'm trying to get you Just <laughs> no, To show my
1: hand. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. I mean, look, I, I am like a pretty big supporter of that kind of stuff. But like, if oh. I was an NFL owner or I was any kind of advisor, I would I would say no way. There's like a zero percent chance I would ever do it. You just don't want to invite that kind of like controversy into your locker room. Um, yeah. I don't think there's like a real guarantee you would win more games and like you'd need like a serious guarantee to like win more games if you even try to consider to bring him in um, yeah. I just I don't think it's worth I don't think it would be worth it even though I like respect him and all that other stuff I, I just wouldn't do it there's no way
1: yeah and, and I think that's why exactly why that um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even mention this but um, the the when when they when Kaepernick first brought the case to the NFL originally they tried to get it thrown out. Um, mm-hmm. And whatever the body that ruled on that was, uh, which would be excellent for me to know right now, uh, <laughs> it's but, <all> right. <laughs> uh, whichever body ruled, and basically they said, they said, no, there's enough here that it can continue uh, for mm-hmm. uh, which that alone, I think is, I think that out of everything beyond the settlement, I think the fact that they tried to throw it out and um, it was, it got the green light to go ahead. Um, I think that's the real moral win for Kaepernick and his team, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but it was never going to get to trial. The NFL wouldn't let it. It's, I mean, oh, yeah. the whole any publicity <laughs> is is good publicity thing. Does does not uh, is not the case at the high levels of billion dollars of revenue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because
0: uh, yeah, you already have all the publicity, right? Who needs exactly. that one, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <And> if anything,
1: <laughs> yeah. people are always looking for something to talk about: good, bad, in between. And and I think the bad stuff is it catches fire a lot more quickly than the good stuff does. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. OK, um, so I'm going to switch up the order of that. I feel like it makes sense if that's cool with you. I think yeah, the absolutely. We should do is, uh, I had like the third point of um, do you think like ex NFL players uh, have any standing to try and sue the NFL based on like long term um, health side effects uh, that they weren't like properly informed of or um, if the NFL knew like any risks about certain injuries? I think the most controversial thing or I think we'll probably talk the most about is concussions. Right. But there yes. are other injuries yeah. and stuff that I think we can get into a little bit if you have any information on that.
1: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually just gonna give a quick yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. A quick disclaimer before I answer this, if there's any NFL reps uh, listening to this down the line, I am willing to sell my opinions. Uh, I do not want this to hurt my job prospects. Uh, but I will hopefully, Jesse. If if this does come down the line, I, I hope that we can agree to maybe get this taken down a few years from now. Because I already know the NFL won't like my answer. But in short, sure, yeah, sure. The NFL. Um, uh, they 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 had a big cover up, um, a, a huge cover up, and the, the NFL concussion concussion settlement. So so the answer is yes, they they absolutely can sue, and, and I can't really speak on uh, on other health effects. I, I I think a lot of other health effects fall into the line of let's say if you have a. Uh, a, a spine that's worse worse than like a worse than other people your age, like mm-hmm. uh, by like a standard deviation. I don't know, um, mm-hmm. and you're like fifty. I, I think you're kind of uh, shit out of luck there. Um, okay, but the concussions were an entirely different animal because the the stakes were a lot higher. I mean, uh, it, worst case scenario, if you have a bad spine, um, you, you you get put in a wheelchair. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I think that's. <laughs> cool. I think that's just about the worst case scenario besides paralyzation. Um but uh with with concussions it was um a such a devastating effect. Uh, I mean you don't really have to look further back than I, I think Junior Say was uh maybe mm-hmm. the most uh big uh maybe n- uh notorious example of that in recent memory. Mm-hmm. But um there there is a host of players who have killed themselves or uh acted out of uh acted out of character to a point that it hurt family members or, or themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. And they um, made a very kind of tight case that it was uh, directly correlated to years Mm -hmm. of head trauma, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, specifically the NFL. And, and it, it is worth noting that one of the reasons the NFL can be sued to this degree. So I didn't even read this out, but Um, the the first settlement that kind of happened, um, in in this concussion related uh conglomerate was uh 750 million that was paid out to 4,500 players, Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: okay,
1: which which is a lot. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. consider just how many (laughs) NFL players uh have played since the NFL started in uh maybe the early 50s, I don't know, maybe Mm -hmm. earlier, no. Um, yeah, But, but the, this is really kind of going back and uh, the, the, the team that kind of rounded up all these players and uh, they, they had to make a really hard case because the NFL had repeatedly uh, kind of misled um, mm-hmm. uh, scientists and they, they hired their own scientists, uh, alternative facts, if you will, <laughs> uh, and basically tried to prove that it, there, there was none. Uh, and this is actually a, a great time for me to shout out a, a phenomenal movie that I know I recommended to you mm-hmm. uh, but for anyone listening, uh, concussion uh, the movie uh, basically is, is my uh, kind of uh, it was my whole reason for wanting to get into sports law. Um, and, and this is a, this is kind of the, the biggest it gets in terms of money being tossed around uh unless it's like a a television contract i mean Mm -hmm. you're dealing with millions upon millions um of dollars and at some point it will pass a billion because the thing is even though the nfl has made the game safer the nfl is almost having to make the game safer knowing already in the future that there are going to be more kind of concussion cases and so it's a, a constant revise and edit and revise uh system where they're uh, really trying to take away th- this massive culpability but people love it so what are you going to do <laughs> Yeah, for the NFL or make flag football i mean it's, it's an on starter
2: <laughs> right
1: uh, right but um 3 3000 players have received their their monetary awards at this point um and there are o- over 20000 players that are hoping to join the settlement so uh, is this like this is, sorry
0: I, I know nothing uh, about like law really I mean, is this like a class action where like you can like sign your name on type thing is that like what's happening or is yes it like, yes okay.
1: uh, I, I, I know I answer that very definitively i I'm I'm like pretty rock uh-huh. off about this in which okay. case they're they're kind of uh, go going at the NFL on behalf of everyone who mm-hmm. they all have the the same threat of injury Um mm-hmm. Now, to the to the extent that they have to prove that it exists in each and every one, I don't know. Uh, okay,
0: yeah, right.
1: Um, but I think that it's it's this is going to be something that extends out for the next uh, at least ten years, and I would willing to be I'd willing to bet a lot longer. Um, but but they had they had some um, some really uh, tough points on the NFL's end, um, and, and I think one of the reasons why the NFL doesn't want to take complete culpability one it's expensive. <laughs> uh, but two, I mean, most people start playing football when they're young. So what are you going to just Yeah, uh, sue the pony leagues and the right. Uh, You're going to sue high school football and mm-hmm. just sue a bunch of these high schools. You're going to sue the NCAA. Right. Uh, the NFL happened to, happens to have the the biggest bucket of cash that you can go after. Right. Uh, right and and so for them i mean uh it's it's bad media but at this point um it's this has been kind of buried for a while now but when it was first coming i mean the the movie's phenomenal um and for anyone who has two and a half hours um in their in their quarantine despair
2: uh, (laughs) i highly
1: recommend it um but it's very well made and you can kind of see i mean the you you get a better idea at, at just how much uh, kind of self autonomy these organizations had. It wasn't really like the government was stepping in and being like, "Hey, this is really not good." I mean, it, it was kind of the thing where it's like, you know, if they can prove it, fine, we'll fight it. But until then, deny, deny, deny. And yeah,
0: uh, right.
1: It's really crazy to see how just how much detail, m- many details they they have on this, and kind of how deep it runs. Uh, but I, I would highly recommend that movie. Mm-hmm
0: yeah okay yeah i mean that that sounds about right um i just so i feel like you mentioned like the like the coming up like uh the pony leagues or whatever people who play when they're younger right yes Um, i feel like that's probably like just where the nfl wants to keep this stuff quiet to keep like a pipeline going right because if your kids aren't no one's playing at the younger ages they're not going to come up with the best talent when they get here right that just seems like something that would be like an, an issue for either the nfl to either cover cover up or you know make strides in the best way they can you know i i've seen the nfl i don't know how true this is or how um, how much I've been like propagandized or how much my brain has been put on this issue but you know you do see the NFL like making strides or, or attempting to make strides and CTE research right all that stuff um just like the best they can to try and keep like a, a good like image right do you think that that will like, uh... lead to more do you, do you think that's like what's happening or do you think that'll lead to NFL players not being able to because we know the risks and like they might be unavoidable and the NFL is doing everything they can in order to mitigate them because that seems to be what they're doing, right? So they don't have to settle for these huge injury suits or huge so, so suits. I, I think
1: that's it right there, that, that mm-hmm. kind of last thing you said, where it, it is obviously a, a great image is, is, a, mm-hmm. is a desirable quality for any organization to have. Um, the NFL almost has the, the American public in, in handcuffs in the sense that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, feel that. I mean, Tom Brady could... could shoot someone on the street and you're going <laughs> yeah shoot someone on fifth
0: avenue right so, you could do that yeah and, well. and
1: yeah and and it's and it's kind of tough because it's almost like it was for me it was actually very shocking to see how many people um kind of going back to kaepernick uh i don't know the the actual numbers and uh maybe i'll try to pull them up in a second here but uh it, it was shocking to see just how much of uh, how many people were able to bail away from football when they got upset with uh, Kaepernick, because it's almost like a, a hypnosis kind of thing at this point. I mean, people crave football. Um, and it's by far the most popular American sport. Um, but I, I think for the NFL, it kind of goes both ways. Obviously, a good image helps, but I don't think the NFL is getting any new fans, thanks to their domestic abuse campaign. Um, <laughs> uh, and And <laughs> again, if anyone from the NFL ends up <laughs> listening to this, please know that I, I will sell these opinions. But hey, don't uh, worry. When
0: I when I become an NFL GM, you know, fifty years down the road, you'll you'll come right along. with like me. Do. Don't you. worry about it. That's
1: that's what I need. That's what I need. <laughs> um, but but I mean, at, at the bottom, at the end of the day, it is the bottom line. It's a business, uh, as, as uh, the league will repeatedly remind you when your favorite mm-hmm. player signs another team, and, um, <laughs> It's really at that point where if. You kind of don't um, if you don't have to, they're not going to, um, mm-hmm. which is why I, I think I think the perfect way to kind of sum up the, the NFL and maybe even most big organizations. But they're, they're reactionary rather than proactive. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, oftentimes the damage, at least in the NFL's case, is, is done very early. And then it tapers off real fast. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I think the, the good image is something that I, I just as things are becoming more uh, uh, socialized and it is a lot easier to get information about anything or anyone. I think the NFL would prefer that whatever people are looking up about them is in, in good taste. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it's hard for me to think that the NFL is making all these rule changes to protect Cordero Patterson uh, and his, <laughs> and his punt returns um as the general example but i I mean hey uh it's it's a small aspect of the game that is Mm -hmm. uh that they've really kind of eliminated but people still watch so as long as people are watching i think up until you put flags around their waist people are gonna people are gonna watch and people crave the big hits um as bad as it is the the nfl is policing it really hard and it's it's difficult because those calls sometimes are arbitrary but Mm -hmm. um they're doing it to protect the, the image uh the, themselves their pockets overall it's a, it's a good thing i'm kind of railing into it but mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's, uh i don't think the nfl deserves a a uh, a parade or anything for <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah market. i would
0: totally agree with that yeah i mean even i'm like uh you know i i i want what's best for these people obviously right like we all do i think that's like hard to be on the opposite side of that right but I mean, I also do love defense. I'm a huge fan of, like, big hitting stuff like that. And the game does feel a little different than it was even 10 years ago. Um, oh, and I can get how that would – yeah, I can get how that would turn off fans, right? Um, yeah. But I, I I think until we get to the point where we're right, where we're doing flag football, like, I'm going to keep watching, like, as best as, best as I can. Um, I mean, eliminating kickoffs, like, I know that's, like, a fun and interesting part of the game. But I think they're doing the best they can so far without totally eliminating it to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with um, just, like I, – I don't know, like, doing – um. Uh, it, yeah, instead of kickoffs, I mean, you could just start the twenty-five every time. I mean, I know most teams do anyway, right? So like, who the fuck yeah, cares? Basically. You know, right. <laughs>
1: at this point, I mean.
0: Yeah. Right? At this point, yeah.
1: It's almost like an inside the park home run, seeing a, <laughs> a kick kick return nowadays. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: I mean, it's... fuck, Devin Hester is one of my favorite players. My dad's a fan. <laughs> yeah. I love Devin Hester, dude. He was one, yeah. of one of the most exciting people. That when he took it back, the uh, the kick in oh, the world, uh, not the World Series. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the um, Super Bowl the eagle. Uh, yeah, it was um, it was it was uh, Chicago runner. and Indianapolis. Yeah, okay. there, there's
1: there's a famous one. I'm, I'm thinking with the I know the Giants were the kicking team, and I think it was to the oh. Eagles. There's a famous one, and, and I can remember uh
0: oh, the it coach Jackson.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, and it's and like Jackson. don't hit yeah. to yeah. to
2: yeah. the don't hit
1: the the punch. I don't know what yeah the
0: headset was messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Kicked it right to him, and he did exactly back Which is, I, I, I think that was the second one of the game, too, or something like that. Like, it was, like, crazy or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, uh, it's phased out, uh, but we, we have all the, the YouTube highlight tapes from all that old grainy video that we can read one. And so, well, yeah. Back when I was a kid. <laughs> I remember when I used to let these guys, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, st- I still watch Noel Devine um, compilations of him him being awesome in college. So, yeah, that stuff oh. still still rings on. Exactly. Um, okay, cool. So let's uh, let's move on from the NFL stuff. Um, I've got two questions on the MLB. The first one is kind of involved and I don't know much about it. I know a little bit about it. But um, would you be able to, to like elucidate us on how like the MLB arbitration process works? Is it like a normal like arbitration between parties? Or like, is there like a like a big difference between the two? And I do know that in law school, when I when I worked at the, the smaller law firm that I worked at before where I'm at right now, um, one of the attorneys that I, I like, spoke with, he was uh, talking about how some like colleges get together and they do like a competition of like trying to like do the best job of arbitrating and I guess getting players oh, wow. better salaries or something like that, which is really cool. And I didn't even think about like how much like lawyers or whatever could actually play into like arbitration. But like obviously they would be <laughs> like,
1: yeah, of um, course. Or, <laughs> and,
0: and like agents and stuff like that. So I- I'm curious if you can you can help me understand that better.
1: So I this was actually um, something I, I did a deep dive into, and I mm, and I can yes. I can probably yes. I can, can give lots of details on this one. <laughs> um, I think the the most important. Uh, I, I'm assuming most of the people listening know baseball pretty well, but one of the lesser known things for the, uh, I guess more on the casual side is how baseball players kind of their their contracts are structured. Um, And basically for almost 90 percent of uh, baseball players, if not more, uh, you're going to be a baseball player who was who's drafted and uh, who worked their way up through the minors and whatnot. Um, And so once you kind of get on that first contract, unless you're like an international signee, um, once you get on that first Mm -hmm. contract, you have three years where you you basically make the minimum um, and the team can give you a, a slight pay raise in between years one and two and two and three. But basically, you're, you're taking the minimum, something between five hundred to six hundred thousand, and then um, the arbitration process is kind of creative because uh, uh, it doesn't really resemble anything in any other sport, from at least my knowledge in American sports. But you um, you reach your arbitration year, which is usually in your fourth year, and I will get into why I uh, emphasize that. But once you get into your fourth year, uh, basically there will be. Um, some sort of kind of loose framework for you to know what you're going to get. And actually, um, I'm assuming if you're a big uh, MLB fan, you know of MLB Trade Rumors, the, the website? mm mm-hmm. Yes. So they, they always uh, they publish their predictions for what players will get in arbitration. Um, and they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty spot on um, mm-hmm. because it is easy to find a ballpark. I mean, if you... So I actually brought a little comparison to kind of help uh, uh, emphasize this. But um, uh, uh, Andrew Benatendi, um he is uh, left f- left fielder center fielder hybrid mm-hmm. uh, young lefty had some great seasons early on kind of tapered off mm-hmm. and um, you can pretty closely compare what, what he's done this far thus far um, to Jason Hayward when he was uh, starting off and um, and so kind of the way they'll start to look at these things is they'll say okay so in the last, let's say, the last two years, and I brought these stats uh, so I can fly through them real fast, but um, in 2018, Ben hit 290, 41 doubles, 16 homers, 830 OPS, um, and in Jason Hayward's 2012 season, which, which is the same amount of service time, uh, which is essentially kind of, I know I'm kind of throwing a lot of terms out, but... No, it's I
0: think people understand. I hope okay. they would. All this yeah. stuff is pretty, yeah. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. so I, I, I wanna, didn't want to assume too much, but service time <laughs> basically is determines when you will get to hit arbitration. So uh, Ben Attendee going into this season, it was his second year of arbitration. And basically what happened was he... Uh, 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 oh, sorry. I jumped out of myself. Um, Hayward in 2012, he hit 269, 30 doubles, 27 home runs, 814 OPS, pretty similar... Uh, and then 2019, Ben Attendee regressed a little bit, 744 OPS. Hayward regressed a little bit as well, 776 OPS. Um, and so um, these are the kinds of things that uh, teams will, agents, or usually it'll be an agent kind of arguing on behalf of a player when you go to arbitration. Um, but these are the kind of things that they will kind of bend and say, Oh, well, Jason Hayward, he got a $5 million contract after that year. Ben Attendee deserves at least that, you know, and it, and it becomes um, kind of a, a number of things. But the, the usual things that are considered are player comps, which usually takes the most weight, um, team's record, the improvement of the player, um, and just kind of comparative salaries. Um, and so they, they usually will find a framework. And, and the thing that's really crazy about arbitration, it's almost wacky that there are players who do go to arbitration because it's almost burning a bridge um, mm-hmm. in a way because the way the actual process works, so this is kind of once you're in the room, but you have um, a month or so. I think you have to file for arbitration. Uh, you're, you have to submit your number as a player uh, by like January 15th. And then the MLB can either green light that number or they'll say, oh, we think you're not worth 5000000 million. You're worth one." <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then you have about a month hash out all these uh, your your one million dollar difference and if you can't agree which most the vast majority I would say greater than 80 percent of the players are able to find some sort of agreement Uh, Mm -hmm. but if you don't then you go to trial um, which is uh, usually consists of one hour for each party to present its case in front of a three-person panel Um, and each side gets 30 minutes to rebuttal but the, the reason why it's such an ugly process is because the player's in the room. And so you'll hear the agent say, Oh, well, Ben Attendee's worth X, Y, and Z because he's done A, B, and C. And mm. then the the team is gonna be to not only to the agent, but to Ben Attendee's face. No, he's not worth this because of all these things. And they're pulling out all these different things. And I mean, I'm sure you can just imagine if you had your boss kind of uh, kind of ramming you in an interview and and being like yeah you know what you want you want to raise no i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a demotion or a a pay reduction Mm -hmm. um and so that's why most teams would prefer to avoid it but there are certain cases and and there have been cases in which bridges have been burned um trevor bauer marcus stroman down batances was when um we drew a lot of attention because Mm -hmm. it was just kind of a nasty process um but but that's a, a general overview, and there are a few nuances within the process. Um, but but generally, most players will have three years of arbitration, um, and hopefully reach settlement before you need to actually get into that courtroom and um, be like, mm-hmm. this is why I'm worth or not worth this much money. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've noticed, I don't know if this is a recent phenomenon or whatever, but I've noticed a lot of players, like, in avoiding arbitration, just signing, like, a one-year deal instead to whatever amount instead of going to arbitration. I guess that's to, like, safe face with the organization, right? So it's not as shitty of a process, I would assume. Well, right?
1: no, no, that's 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 ideally what the player wants. The they'll, they'll okay. sign the, the, the one-year deal is, is kind of yeah. the standard. Um, and uh-huh. because the, the thing is, you don't really want to... The free agent years are extremely lucrative. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And which is why there have been some cases. I think um, I, I could definitely think of a better example. But I remember Evan Longoria. I, I'm mm-hmm. um, dating myself a little bit. Uh, <laughs> okay. um, but um, Evan Longoria um, got a an, an extension when I think he was a a double A player, mm-hmm. and that bought out. I think it was a maybe eight year extension or something like that for like eighty million. But mm-hmm. the reason why it was such a great deal is because it bought out those first two free agent years.
0: Yeah, is, right. One,
1: where the team has the option to lose him. And two, if they want to keep him, they're probably paying a, a, a pretty penny. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've seen guys like Acuna sign, like, these deals, right, where they, where they like, you know, get a pay bump now, but, like, they would have been worth like, so much more in free agency if they were to do it. Yeah, that's, yeah. like, the big and thing. Usually which they'll, should... they'll
1: give up one or two years max.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, all all MLB uh, like contracts are guaranteed right unless you're Jacoby yes. ellisberg and you're a fucking idiot and you get injured <laughs> and you get your the shit suit out of you I'm not, I'm not sure where that that court case is actually uh, but no, yeah that. and, and that's fine <laughs> i don't know where that is either but yeah i mean everything's guaranteed right so just like you know take the money when, when you can because you're gonna get yeah. it anyway like I, i'd be doing that for sure i don't care if i lose a little bit you know extra off the top if i'm worth you know 20 million a year going forward right like
1: oh well uh, there's, a, there's a great um there's a great case study about oh uh, yeah Ian Desmond. Um, oh, okay. Ian Desmond. He probably has, has fumbled the the largest amount of money offered to a, a baseball player. But I, he had one year, and I'm give me two seconds because I'm yeah, uh, no,
0: look it up. Yeah,
1: he went <laughs> off. Uh, he went off, and I think it was maybe 20, 20 It might it have been 2016. He had a great year. He had he hit 285. Uh, 22 home runs. He was a very, very productive year, especially for him. He wasn't a crazy player.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think maybe maybe it might have been the Rangers. They offered him a contract extension, like seven years, $180 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he turned it down because he had one more year until he had free agency. Mm-hmm. And then that next year, just completely lost it. Um, had, a really, had, a, had a pretty down year in, in comparison and uh, ended up signing like a one-year, $7 million contract. Still, great money, obviously, but when, you, mm-hmm. when when you know when you know that you could have had uh, a hot <laughs> mil, just just sign, just sign it, man. You know, just sign yeah.
0: It. I, I mean, absolutely. I I would yeah. do that in a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't Not really like
1: care. Desmond was ever on, on the track to be a star, anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there are, there are plenty of examples of guys who who you know aren't, aren't worth the money, but MLB teams seem to bring it up. I mean, there's hosts Carl Crawford. Um, that I can think of right now, fuck, there. I'm sure there's billions of oh,
1: others. Oh, Sandoval, I mean... Yeah, like Sandoval. I to share, like the, share the contract yeah. Got that for the end. I mean, I mean,
0: fuck, the Mets are, Mets are still paying Benny Aguilera all these years later. Like, <laughs> yes. So we still got that.
1: That man is... He's, he's, <laughs> he he's, he was a
0: visionary. Honestly, he's, he was. I, I totally agree. Pay over the next 40 <laughs> years till I die. Yeah, so you know, especially because a lot of these guys, you know, go broke and stuff like that, right? There's a really good Netflix, or it was 30 for 30 series on like how... A lot of the guys are broke, right? Just take the money so you don't spend it all, right? Like exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. great.
1: And, and and they're doing actually a great job nowadays. Uh it's it's crazy that yeah. they they didn't have this before with players entering the league so young, but a lot of uh rookie camps have like financial literacy literacy classes now.
0: Thank God. Uh, I, yeah. I know because I mean holy shit.
1: Yeah, it, it's exciting to get that first check, but you, you don't know when the second one's gonna come in. So
0: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. At least I, be I, smart I, at the beginning before you buy that car with,
0: yeah um, yeah i mean fuck bikes. it's it's real sad when you i mean like i i guess maybe not like the super saddest thing in the entire world i mean there are way worse things but like it's just kind of sad when you see like players having to auction off like trophies they won to just like course, pay yeah. their bills or they get repoed or some shit like that like that's really fucked yeah you know? these and, guys put their bodies on the line like even besides you know they make a shit ton of money but they put their bodies on the line a lot course. just in general stuff right yeah. like even if it's not concussion related or whatever related like so yeah,
1: yeah. And, I mean, and so it's, 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 it's just kind of tough when that, that does happen. But I, I think, honestly, if I had to, uh, slightly off topic, but if I, if I had mm-hmm. to rank the, the way that uh, organizations uh, structure their money, NBA by far is the most forgiving to players. NBA players can make a lot of money, even if you're not that good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> And I mean, Kelly Olenek, he, I, I love Kelly. Oh. I, I'm a huge Celtics fan. Uh, oh, are, are you? I, I, I'm, yeah. Dude, I'm a Celtics
0: I'm, fan, too.
1: I'm Boston through and through. Oh, yeah. I, I'd say the Celtics are actually my, my favorite team right now. Um, okay, cool. Really tough to see the the, the season get uh, cut off in between. But, yeah, I'm, I'm Celtics, yeah. Pats, Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, oh, right, yeah. yeah. The whisper <laughs> of the Bruins in the distance. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> once, once they're in the second – if they're in, like, the, the conference finals, I'll, I'll throw it on. But
0: mm-hmm. hockey
1: didn't stick with me. But, yeah, I mean, uh, basketball, they're they very rewarding to their players. Uh, baseball – would come second i i just think six years is a long time to uh let the market dictate what you deserve which is Mm -hmm. ideally i mean that's that's how it should work but that's Mm -hmm. kind of the only top 20 percent make it through to their free agent years Mm -hmm. um then the nfl what the nfl has done with nfl players (laughs) again i'm so sorry anyone listening to this i'm really not trying to dog on the nfl but i fact that the nfl is the most violent sport and you can i, I actually uh I, I have this stat that i had to pull for something else but um if an nfl player signs a five-year contract they are more likely of only playing one year of that contract than all five um, jesus christ yeah and, and that's it's it's none of them are guaranteed it's year by mm-hmm. year and, and it is the kind of sport i mean even if you're not giving out like fat contracts they, they should be like one or two year guaranteed deals you don't need to give them mm-hmm. five six year contracts they don't get them anyway but yeah
0: uh, I mean I'm hoping it's trending that way like Kirk Cousins is visionary right he's got all the stuff guaranteed <laughs> that's that's what players should do quarterbacks are gonna get that um or they should at least get that because they're becoming so scarce with the you know their abilities right so
1: yeah and, and and nowadays like when I when I see a like even when I saw the McCafferty deal the other day Mm-hmm. When, I, when I see the money come in, it doesn't really matter what the money is. Oh, I mean, yeah. You see the guaranteed number because, yeah. I mean, McCafferty, you, would, you wouldn't expect that he's going to drop off for the next four years. At least I wouldn't. But mm-hmm. if, if he were to, I mean, theoretically, I, I, I still don't know whether or not uh, or how much of his contract is guaranteed. But mm-hmm. uh, whatever is not, is it doesn't matter if you sign a 90-year, 90, $90 million contract with $30 mm-hmm. million. You, you essentially signed a $30 million contract
2: mm-hmm.
1: with 60 and uh, 60 million almost bonuses is what i consider at this point because it's the nfl even the kicker can get injured like uh, yeah any given play any given sunday so yeah uh, i totally kind agree of, kind of a tough lifestyle but but baseball does it pretty well uh everything's mm-hmm. guaranteed and baseball players have some pretty frustrating injuries uh <laughs> shout out to uh Justin <laughs> cuticle uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> true but
1: uh um but, I mean, they play 162 games, a long season, makes a lot of money still, even if uh, revenue is allegedly, right. allegedly falling.
0: Yeah, true, true. We
1: are not to talk about that. I, I want baseball to thrive. Yeah, um, me too. To existence. That, yeah. And that's actually, I, I know this wasn't really on the docket from, for, for sports law, but, I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. a sports head anyway. Um, I truly think this was the year in which the MLB it's, this is not stat-driven, but it was going to start swinging in the direction of gaining popularity rather than losing it. Or at least slow the loss. Because this was actually going to be a really exciting season. Um, if for nothing else, I think the Astros scandal mm-hmm. uh, is a good thing for the league. I think everyone loves a villain. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's crazy that he went from Houston to New York. New York's a huge market. Uh, mm-hmm. L.A. is in their ninth year of striving to get beyond something that's not mediocrity.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: they finally got Mookie Betts. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. the Red Sox, uh, they mm-hmm. still have a good core there, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I really hope the MLB can figure something out um, safely with a mm-hmm. way to turn the season, because uh, they, I thought this was a really good year, and they're starting to uh, kind of get player personality more to the forefront uh, for fans.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that too. Fucking, I love the uh, baseball. I played baseball until yeah. basically high school. Huge yeah. Fan. Um. I mean, even the other LA team. I mean, getting Rendon, who I think is the most unlike. On, on, uh, <laughs> I he's, think he's that's one of that's the best players be in baseball. Uh, the
1: the other LA team. That, that's what they are. <laughs>
0: true. True. I mean, that's true. True. I guess that's fair. I, yeah, I, I, but, I mean, worked, though.
1: I mean, Mike Trout. I mean, who wants to see Mike Trout watch watch the playoffs every year? I mean, I want to yeah. see him in there. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, I
0: mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, they got Shohei, too, who's, who's yep. like, you know, a f- another another phenom, too. I mean, there there's a lot to like out in L.A. I mean, it, even, even the East Coast, you know, with before Syndergaard's injury, I was pretty high in the Mets. But, <laughs> you yeah. know, that's how it goes. Yeah, so they've well,
1: pretty much ignored their, their pitching staff for the better part of the last decade. True.
0: So. True. Hopefully, L.A. you're talking about, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, Angels, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know they, they've kicked uh, Scotia. Is that how you pronounce it? Mike Scotia?
0: Yeah, 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 I
1: think Makes so. No. Uh, so maybe maybe that changes some some aspect of the philosophy, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, the, the time is ticking. Uh, it's it's really yeah. hard for someone to be the best baseball player of all time with a <laughs> hundred postseason appearances. Player yeah, players. I mean, yeah, I, I, right. and it's it's a no brainer. He obviously is. Oh.
0: Yes, it's I mean, if you don't vote for Mike Trout, if if Mike Trout plays 162 games or even like 140 games and you don't vote him for the MVP, you're an idiot. Like, sorry, (laughs) I
1: I, I think the MLB is trying to also and uh, and I hope I never meet Mike Trout one day because I've said a (laughs) lot of disparaging things about him. But oh, no, it's actually one of the worst things to happen for the sport of baseball just because he right now is the biggest star that no one knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I respect him for being like a, a the thing is he doesn't give you any bad storylines so that's great mm-hmm. um, yeah. one loves that but I mean what do you know a thing about him I've only
0: heard him speak twice <laughs> I know he's from New Jersey <laughs>
1: you, you know what I'm, yeah yeah exactly uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean you can talk about LeBron for hours you can talk about Brady mm-hmm. for hours
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure some hockey guys can talk about Crosby or ovechkin
2: yeah I,
1: genuinely don't know what i would tell uh, if, if i'm trying to convince someone like hey watch watch mike trout he's the best baseball player mm-hmm. i don't know what else i would tell them besides mike Trout, who's the baseball player yeah has kept his personality in a time capsule since he burst onto the scene um, so
0: so my guess is you were on the, the bryce harper uh train for the best player when when him and trout were digging it out yeah <laughs>
1: um but- there are some frustrating things about Bryce Harper, but, I mean, Bryce Harper's mm-hmm. exciting. I, I love Bryce Harper. I love the concept of Bryce Harper. Um, mm-hmm. There was that video that um, I think House of Highlights blew it up last year, but uh, someone was uh, talking trash to him and was like, overrated, and then he goes deep. <laughs> like, that's that's awesome. That's, that's yeah, I agree. Um, Make
0: baseball fun again.
1: The, the thing is, no one's even going to call Mike Trout overrated, one, because you can't. Yeah, you Two. Can. And <laughs> uh, it, too. It, it, it's Mike Trout. I feel like there's not a, a soul out there, I guess, besides me that, that dislikes Mike Trout. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. I have all the respect for him. I, I just yeah. wish he was more... I, I wish they could weaponize him more to promote baseball rather than mm-hmm. being an occasional MLB, like, uh, kind of highlight reel. Uh, yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. All right, that's a, that's a good discussion. You definitely told me stuff I, I didn't understand, especially those points of what they look at. And, like, I guess that we have more like case law or whatever you call it stuff in the the books through arbitration that we've already seen what players with similar stats have and stats aren't perfect obviously um to like have like similar contracts um i kind of like that as a fan so we know what we're getting and i would like that as an owner um but yeah i mean that's interesting i didn't i didn't know all those points in the process though so that's good to know now when i get into like a case study um chris bryant the chris bryant news i was filing for a while he filed a grievance like a few months ago against the mlb because this call out like from the miners was delayed until one day. We've all heard of this stuff, right? You you call the player one day after they've already passed their, yep. their deadline to get next, right? Um, so he, he filed the grievance with um, I guess it was I don't know what like the, the grounds were, but it was against the MLB because they they brought him up a day later so they could have more control over him. So he would hit player emergency another year later, right? Yeah. Um yeah. The grievance was denied. Um, but do you think that like he could have won that case at all. Like at this point, do you think it's possible to win a case like that, or is that like impossible?
1: Uh, it, it's it's really really hard, uh, just because it, it almost is uh, kind of like kind of like the Kaepernick case in, yeah. in terms of yeah. trying to meet that extremely high burden of proof. Um, mm-hmm. But it, but again, it, it's really hard to from from a pur- purely uh, I guess uh, paper standpoint to. Uh, to be like, yeah, I deserve to be on that team, or I deserve to mm-hmm. be on that roster, because mm-hmm. there, there really is no, um, no, nothing prohibiting um, the teams from doing what they did, which is exactly mm-hmm. why it got, uh, which is actually why they they ruled in the Cubs' favor. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the, the sports side, which I obviously love to talk about, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it, it's heinous. It's, it's yeah. heinous what they did to Chris Bryant. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I came armed to the teeth with stats on this one, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to rattle these off real fast. Um, basically, in 2014, uh, he was in double A and, and in triple A. He did both in one season mm-hmm. uh, and he spent pretty equal time in both. Um, mm-hmm. And his final slash ended with 325, 34 doubles, 43 home runs with a 1,098 OPS. For all those OPS heads up, yeah, great oh stat. I, I'm a big advocate <laughs> for OPS, uh,
2: uh-huh.
1: but that's a whole other conversation. Um, but that's that's phenomenal. I mean, that's that's insane. That, that oh, would yeah. be insane in the MLB, and and minor leagues are weighted for difficulty, <laughs> usually more difficult than what the MLB is. Mm-hmm. To MLB hitters. Um, he was the number one overall prospect in baseball. But what I really think is awful is that. Um, he had a 425 batting average in spring training that year, and he hit nine home runs in 40 at bats. So <laughs> everything shows that this kid is polished. He's fiending to get his teeth on a, an MLB pitcher, and they start him in the minors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think if you want to take it a step further, no disrespect to Mike Olt, but <laughs> uh, there's a reason Mike Olt is Mike Olt and Chris Bryant is Chris Bryant. Um, and he hit, like, 120 in, like, uh, seven games to start the season. then he gets injured. Mm. Uh, and then Tommy Lastella, who was another third-base, second-base utility guy, he also gets injured. And this all kind of almost as if – I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but <laughs> these are these were very well-timed injuries in retrospect because they allowed the Cubs to make this argument that Uh, Michael and Tommy Stella both sustained uh, injuries early. So Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the biggest point because if they didn't get those injuries, who knows? Maybe Theo Epstein says, I want to leave Chris Bryant down for even longer. Church is still ridiculous from purely a baseball standpoint. But theoretically, I mean, you you know, you don't, you don't. And on top of that, I I read an article that said, um, and and I don't really know this, honestly, as, as a, as a, uh, a Red Sox fan, even, but uh, Theo Epstein never really was big on starting players, starting rookies in the majors um, mm-hmm. at the season start. Um, I, I don't know factually how, how far back that goes, but I guess that was one of his arguments. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just so mm-hmm. okay. it's so yeah. hard to prove that that you kind of deserve something. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and that's what he was going against,
0: right? Um, do you you think that this, like, might signal, like, a trend? Or just the fact that, like, you know, uh, Bryant was someone who, this is the first time I heard someone putting forth, like, any kind of case um, against this issue. Like, I've heard sports journalists and people, like, on air, you know, commentators talk about, like, oh my god, they're, like, really fucking this guy over because they're going to take him the one day after. Like, come on, dude, could you be more obvious? Um, but like, do you think this you know might send some kind of signal or some kind of trend because someone was actually able able to file a suit even though it didn't go anywhere? Because it's impossible to prove that. Like I think we've discussed for both the NFL and the MLB. But do you think this might change something up in the arbitration process or maybe change uh, something in the next like union negotiations? Maybe.
1: So so that's that's what I was gonna say. If if there's any uh, window for doing so, it would have to be through the next CBA, which I did mm. a quick Google. Is is I believe uh, gonna be renegotiated at some point next year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, it will be, it expires next year. So they'll okay. be introduce a new one. I, I really don't think this is going to be on, on the table. Um, just because it's, it's such a, a niche, uh, a, a niche problem area. If, mm-hmm. if you want to so consider it that, um, yeah. there are very few players who are ready mm-hmm. right at the season start yeah, and okay. that team also needs them because what they'll often do is, um, and not really. I don't think for any uh, legal risk reason. But what they'll often do is, unless you're a team that uh, is like definitely competing for first or second place, it makes no sense. Um, you have you have to know right out of the gate that you are definitely okay. going to be a uh, a top, at least a fringe playoff team, because okay. then you you're, you're re- Otherwise, half the teams in any given year have to rebuild by what June July. Mm. It becomes pretty evident that you're, you're either you either got it or you don't. Yeah. and if let's say you're, you're one of those teams who may not know whether or not they got it, do you really want to take half a year or, or a full year of eligibility off your rebuild because you brought this player up just mm-hmm. to s- spark a little early season hype? because nice. theoretically and and, it, oh, I think a reason why it is so frustrating is because there's this whole six year hypothetical window of, well, in that sixth year from now, that player could be hitting free agency and that could be our window to win, our, mm-hmm. our championship window, and then that player goes to free agency and we lose him. So it, it, it makes sense, um, but it's such a niche area. There, there's, this, this was kind of egregious just because it was literally a day after. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I, I don't think this is a, an issue so many prospects are concerned with. And, and on top of that, the MLB is such a long season that uh what are you what are you gonna do are you gonna make it um like a hundred <laughs> right now sorry so so the so the service time is ahead 172 days mm-hmm. so it's it's really hard to know like where's that next line gonna be and who's to say that that team won't just wait and then violate that next one you know if you bump it up to like 200 days right, right now. all right well we'll just wait another two or three weeks yeah uh, so it, it's just really, it's really hard. Um, I, I don't imagine that, that will be. Um, MLB players have it pretty good on, on the whole, I would say. But uh, I think one thing that will definitely be up for debate is um, kind of the whole... I forget what the actual word is. If you get tendered uh, an offer... Oh, um, oh my God, uh, I'm, I'm blanking. Okay. Uh, but it, it kind uh. of froze the free agent market where if you get... Basically, if your team offers you the um that kind of like average of like the top uh 100 mlb contracts oh my god uh-huh. what's it called do you, do you, oh, know, I don't what,
0: know. you know no what? wait what, what is it so like you have to it's it's a contract that you get offered that's like yes and so
1: basically after yeah oh my god it's gonna it's, uh, it's, uh, it, yeah it, so it's mm. agreed upon it's agreed upon every year and basically uh-huh. without I'm sorry, I don't have the name of it right now. No, it's okay. But basically, uh let's say, um, let's say um, Mookie Betts, he's about to hit Uh free agency. Oh, qualifying offer, qualifying. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. okay. Yes,
1: the qualifying offer has really kind of thrown a wrench in MLB free agency because um, MLB teams are moving away from thinking that the only good players are free agents, and it's become much more emphasis on those young players who um, have a much better. A chance of giving you a better return on their six year contract whenever that starts as they're a rookie rather than offering a six year contract to not Mookie Betts but someone of uh like Carl Crawford who was yeah. not Betts at the time and certainly wasn't. After. Um, but teams are moving away from that, teams don't really want to give as much big money because uh the Red Sox, the Yankees, Dodgers, and plenty of other big market clubs have repeatedly shown that these seven eight and nine year deals are just really pointless after about year three or four mm-hmm. um, and so what that's what that's happened though is now that the qualifying offer if you do offer it to uh, a player who's eligible for free agency you will get a draft pick in return if and signs them and um i think i think it's just more a sign that um teams are adapting to the times teams realize that uh, just because they're a brand name player doesn't mean they're good, which is kind of happening in football right now. Jameis Winston, Cam Newton still inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and happened with Craig Kimbrell, too. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I think that, if, if anything, I, I would not be surprised to see some sort of tweak into maybe what the call flying offer gives or what that entails. But um, teams don't want to lose a, a valuable draft pick. And, and on top of it, the MLB is already one of the most hit or miss leagues in terms of being able to predict how good your, your draft pick is. I mean, mm-hmm. I think only about uh, 30% of first round picks and you can make it to like triple
0: A. Yeah, uh, that that's that sounds very accurate. I mean, it's, and those guys aren't even immediate impacts too. So you don't even exactly. feel it until like five years later. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And, and on top of that, I mean, the, the kind of the whole reason why Mike Trout isn't able to make the playoffs is it's not like in basketball, you know, you give, you give out the supermax to that one player, mm-hmm. who's at least going to get you the eight seed. Like
0: mm-hmm. you can
1: spend money on like an Eric Cosmer and <laughs> mm-hmm. still be the San Diego Padres. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: True. And, or even a Machado. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's just kind of, I think they're starting to realize that m- money is, one important it it matters how (laughs) much money you're giving pablo sandoval who literally gets someone outside of his hotel room on road trips make sure that he wouldn't order room service that is true not making that up no i Uh, i
0: I think i've read that article yeah Yeah. i
1: think that was probably his low but that's a that's a pretty low (laughs) low for a professional athlete
0: yeah a little bit no room service no room service (laughs) oh man where was that guy freddie lacy dude ah ah, yeah (laughs) honestly um
1: but yeah, so I, I think I think more it's just a, a philosophy shift in in the in the major leagues um, that prospects have more to offer, um, and uh, maybe we'll see more prospect hoarding going forward. But mm-hmm. uh, it seems like teams are still willing to make trades. I think it's just more an, an emphasis on on younger players rather than these so called proven proven veterans. Because mm-hmm. baseball, on top of that, baseball is a pretty fluky sport. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you can have it one year and. you can just not the next. so Mm -hmm. um, I think teams are really starting to realize that. Maybe it's the advanced analytics, but um, there's going to be a movement away from that, and I wouldn't be surprised if the next CBA includes some kind of language that reduces the the risk to the players' part, because there were a lot Mm -hmm. of pretty solid guys, at least by name brand, uh, solid guys that certainly deserved a roster spot, and they couldn't get it to them because they had this draft pick compensation tied to them, which is unfair to them uh they shouldn't need to take a, a one-year 14 million dollar contract if uh if they don't they don't want to uh, but it's kind of a it's a it's a weird little um hole in the free agency market and i wouldn't be surprised if the players at least the players association wants to patch that up
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely i think that would probably be on the docket for, for sure i would assume most of you know the high price players you, you did bring up a good point too like this doesn't matter to like 99% of the, like, minor league players, 999 even, right? So, like, exactly. it doesn't feel like it would, right? Like, it wouldn't get a lot of traction in, no. in a system where you would vote, uh, like, kind of like the, what the NFL thing but that just passed recently. Point.
1: Yeah, and and, and, and if I'm being honest, I, I don't know how much of a say minor leaguers have in uh, mm-hmm. players' sure. associations' decisions. I, mm-hmm. I think... It, that that would actually be something really interesting to look into because I, I would imagine that it would it would be restricted to just uh-huh. MLB players but I don't really have yeah. a good reason for for that why why I imagine that to be the case.
0: No, I I think you're actually probably you're probably right. I I don't know either. I don't want to say more or yeah. not for sure, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're probably right. That would make more sense to me. I, think, I, think I don't
1: know. <laughs> so. And, and so, I th- and, and yeah. if anything, I think it just means that MLB players are going to look out for other MLB players. And so they're going to make sure, sure that that 32 year old veteran who mm-hmm. uh, wants to get like his second or maybe second to last or last like three year deal uh, isn't stranded on and without a job until like July, which is, yeah. I believe, July is when the qualifying offer expires.
0: Yeah, that sounds right, yeah.
1: But it's just like a, a weird situation that m- more players, I believe, were thrown into ra- than, than the CBA was expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the MLB agreed on a, f- a four-year CBA, so this, this, hasn't, this doesn't really have a whole lot of history to it, but I think it was pretty quickly identified as one of the
2: yeah.
1: that they could at least improve on. And that mm-hmm. looks like a lot of different things, but there are a lot of bright minds uh, at all levels of the MLB, so I'm sure they'll <laughs> agree on something.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, those those are all my questions. Do you do you have anything for me or anything else you want to talk about?
1: Um, not not really. I, I think we got into a lot of a a lot of side banter uh, that <laughs> I really enjoyed. But um, yeah, I, I guess I would just like to give one parting message to my, my friends at the NFL. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I, I just in retrospect, I, I really did kind of go in on them. But I mean, the, the NFL they they are they are a behemoth. They Certainly do not need me if they don't want me. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, NFL, I, I sincerely apologize. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe they change their ways and I change I, <laughs> Hey, can hey man, them. you're a
0: pioneer. They're going to love your pioneering <laughs> attitude, I promise.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I hope so. Uh, but, yeah, I think the, I think that's about it. Um, I, I hope that this is all amateur, amateur opinions uh, backed up by uh, – vigorous google search but
0: <laughs> sometimes that's all you need though
1: you know sometimes yeah, exactly. it's a
0: wikipedia article away to get the truth
1: <laughs> exactly uh but hopefully uh, maybe i'm on the podcast uh after after some uh, time in law school and i'll have some more uh, yes. in- analysis to bring you
0: i i would like that very much very very
1: Absolutely. much well sports law is constantly churning and if anything else, if anything it might have actually gone up in terms of the the total things that fall underneath the sports law umbrella Um, just due to everything going on with, uh, COVID-19. Um, but maybe, uh, hopefully down the line, um, I don't know, uh, things get started back again, but sports law is going to keep chugging forward. So, uh, I'll be, uh, staying updated with that and, uh, uh, if I could give a quick little plug for my own, yeah, pod. yeah, I was,
0: I was gonna say, yeah, oh. you plug your shit, yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate
1: that. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to start something more or less exclusive. So if you enjoyed this, this is probably gonna be uh, the 90% of what I tried to touch on. Um, but I will be starting a podcast pretty soon. I already have my Twitter up, order on the court, um, and I'll be covering everything from criminal law to employment um and maybe some uh whatever falls in between. So uh I hope that uh I, I was able to uh shine some light on some interesting things.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I had a really good time. I hope I'm I'm sure my fans will, my five fans that I have, I hope they will <laughs> enjoy it as well. We're no, in the same boat, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I thought this was very interesting. I love I've always been involved with this kind of stuff. So it's it's very interesting to hear about for sure. And I'm I'm glad I got a better opinion on that um besides like my own <laughs> and the other stuff i read so it was definitely good talking um yeah don't don't forget to check him out on twitter that's where we uh, got this whole thing started so absolutely yeah all right man uh i hope you had a, have a good night and i'll uh, i'll talk to you again soon
1: absolutely same to you happy quarantine
0: thanks you too man all right sounds <laughs>
1: good that's it for this episode
0: of the Bacon Games
2: Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.